This is the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The Word to Stand On for Life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's date day. That's Thursday. And this is the word to stand on for life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And you are listening to a show dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, life questions. And when Paul is here, pretty much anything you want to ask a question about, and all you need to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, I remind you the safest way to call if you are driving is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. Having said all of that, Paula, thanks for being here again. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me today. You are very welcome. So what's up? Well, you know, this is, is this my first shows in the new year? Yes. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. <laughs> y'all. Y'all. Because yeah, we live in Texas. Yeah, we, we, we heard a waiter today. <laughs> he must said y'all in 30 seconds, 15, 16 times. At least, yeah. so. When I, we first moved here, I really thought, I wonder if they get paid like a dollar every time they use y'all or both y'all. <laughs> Or all y'all, you know, it was like, this is crazy. Well, all of that was saying, so why did you say y'all? Because I live here now. Okay. And I'm just as You're crazy. Tex- You're yeah, yeah, I live here now. Okay. So today, I was thinking since it's my first day back in the new year, I'm going to give my people, all y'all out there, y'all are my people, <laughs> whether I've met you or not, because Thursday is... Mama Paula or Grandma Paula or, in some cases, Great Grandma Paula day. So for all of you who made a New Year's resolution and you already blew it, no worries. I oh. got the answer. <laughs> you know what I thought you were going to say? What? For all of you who made a New Year's resolution, stop it. Yeah, yeah, forget <laughs> that. That's right. That's right. In fact, we talked to a young lady today because Jesus gives us opportunities to talk to people. She said, you know what my New Year's resolution is? And you asked her what? And she said, getting up early. And, and you asked her, is it working? She said, no, it's been my New Year's resolution for years. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people, we don't have any willpower. We only have won't power. We have won't power. That's right. And, and as Christians, it's much better to say, Jesus, you know what I need. Mm-hmm. Fix me. Mm-hmm. And so 
New Year resolution, no. But a new you every day. You can do that. And that's that was your title of your message the day after Christmas here on that Sunday, um, where you were in Mark 2. And it's 2022, new you daily. That's, that's way better because... Um, the Lord says, you know, don't worry about tomorrow because they have enough worries of its own. We don't need to be thinking about yesterday, and we don't really need to be thinking about tomorrow necessarily, but living in today. What about me? It's wham-wet. It's wham-wet. W-A-M-W-A-T. I already I just figured this out. Wham-wet. You could say it. What about me? What about today? Because we're always looking for, you know, text lettering so it's wham wet what about me what about today lord and so we can be a new person every day and we can look for those opportunities every day because every day should be an adventure if you wake up and you're thinking about a year from now and, and those of you who've already blown your new year's resolutions this is a no guilt zone it's easier to say oh good i'm done with that i'm just going to try to do my best with Jesus today. And then when you wake up tomorrow, do that same thing. And and look for those opportunities. Look for Jesus everywhere you go because he will open up doors. And so today while we were out with me trying to be my new my new me, um, hanging on to Jesus, you know, you're looking around for opportunities and he, he blesses. We got to pray for we're praying for Lady at the restaurant, you know, um, where we go, it's about shining Christ's light. And the, the thing that the Lord was telling me, he says, we need to have a consistent demeanor. And that consistent demeanor needs to be one that's joyful, you know, not sad. You know, it, when you're when you're teaching in, I think it's Mark, um, because... I have a lot of notes elsewhere, but you, in one of the messages, it was not good to be sad in front of the king. Is that another study? Because Nehemiah, when I was talking about that, but okay. it's it's for Christians to be down is is uh, kind of an oxymoron. Mm-hmm. I understand we go through difficult things, um, but but when we are down because of those difficult things, it's because we're trying to carry the burden ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not talking about faking it, you know, praise the Lord. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the real joy that comes from being with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and I had somebody say, well, yeah, but you got to be real. That's as real as it can get. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's in this study in verse 19 of that Mark 2, um, talking about the wedding feast lasting mm-hmm. seven days and that it was wrong to be sad because we're celebrating. And for a Christian, we are celebrating every day. Now, yeah, we go through sad things, but, you know, we've been kind of going through something. But I've been noticing that getting the focus off of my situation and onto other people's hurt and pain um, really kind of lessens mine. Um, And I I have, you know, um, what do you call it, Uh, private moments but I don't need to have the attention be on me. Now, if you were to die, Pastor Ron, that might be a little different um, because I would really miss you a lot, and I would be probably saying I miss you a lot, so um, don't die. I'm not going to die, but I'm getting cold. 
<laughs> Inside, you have to explain that one. No, that was yeah. our study last night. Yeah. When was. David could gat no heat. Yeah, he could gat no heat. From King James. Oh, my goodness. And you got to love the King James. Mm-hmm. David could gat no heat. Mm-hmm. He was old and feeble and getting, and, and Paula was reading it to me. She reads the scriptures to me mm-hmm. repeatedly. And she's reading it. She said, what, how old do you have to be before you could get no heat? Yeah. And and I thought, well, I don't know. I'm not sure how old David was, but I'll check it out. I looked, and, and David was my age yeah. when he could get no heat. That's right. And and you guys out there don't know it, but I'm going to be 70 this year, so I've been asking Pastor Ron to kind of get me ready for it. Electric blankets. <laughs> <laughs> We got one. I'll get you. I'll get that out the closet. But anyway, so we're to have a consistent demeanor of joy, you know. Um, and it was kind of kind of fun because just people after people just they're kind of drawn to us because we have that consistent demeanor of joy, and people know that we care about them. What's going on in your life, kind of thing? Because people just come up and start talking, huh? Yeah. yeah. Can you hold that thought for a minute? I can hold it because uh, it we, we've got a, a call on the line just for a moment. But before we get there, I want to talk about um, uh, that. What? How people react when we say things like a consistent demeanor of joy? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. Let's go to Alan in New Brumfels on line one. Alan, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, how are both of you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I am uh, kind of uh, organizing my house. I, I just came back from a 16, 70-day road trip. And um, uh, Miss Paula? Uh, yes, because I saw that, you. Is that, is, yeah, is, is the WIMWAP, is that your original uh, creation? <laughs> yes, sir. Wham wet. I like, I like it. So, uh, uh, since I was on this road trip, I didn't really make any formal uh, New Year's resolutions. But I, you know, I was listening to live streams, and you know, you just run your talking on the New Year Second uh, Kings too, but Elisha uh, taking over for Elijah and. Mm-hmm. And then um, when he went into Psalm 84, which has become my favorite psalm now, and, uh, uh, my my New Year res- New Year's resolution uh, informally is to just uh, walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh, and uh, and do and work work on that or just trust. Stop trying and start trusting in God every day. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what I wanted to share. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ellen. We yeah. missed you. God God bless you, man. We sure did miss you, Ellen. And I'm not, I'm going to forgive you right now. Uh, this is a, a I'm going to forgive you because you were here last night and I didn't get to hug you. And I saw you, your backside as you were going out to your car. I was like, what? That's my Ellen. So when when you come to church tomorrow night, you owe me two hugs. I'll be I'll, I'll be uh, be sure to come on get your hug. <laughs> I'm so glad you're home. Thank you, Helen. Thank you. You know, uh, um, Alan is a good example of people that can walk 
with a consistent demeanor of joy. Mm -hmm. And yet when we Christians say that, you said it on the radio, how many thousands of people are listening to mm -hmm. this program. Mm -hmm. And and there's a whole bunch of people say, come on, that's just not being real. Mm -hmm. And they, they just think it's impossible. And the, the reason, Paula, is that people choose to be with their circumstances rather than being with Jesus. Mm -hmm. This isn't a formula. This isn't a, um, a catchy phrase. I'm not marketing or trying to sell anybody on anything. It's just that in his presence is the fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. And that joy is greater than any temporary setback. That joy is greater than any temporary grief yeah. or pain. Mm -hmm. And um, we Christians, we've got to remember that we have an obligation. It's not like it's an option given to us, but we have an obligation to let our light so shine before men that they see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. It means that when we're with Jesus, we can be uh, walking in the Spirit. Alan talked about wanting to be in the flesh less and in the Spirit more. It's simple. Uh, walk with Jesus, and you can't help but to be in the Spirit. And then the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control, mm -hmm. uh, that will be the things that characterize your life instead of the ugly stuff that mm -hmm. we normally uh, encounter. And uh, unfortunately, people are so controlled by their emotions or their circumstances that they stop thinking about, well, well, Lord, today I want to be with you and I want to honor you. And that's one of the things that we're going to be judged for when we stand before the Bema Seat of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I'm a, you know, because I'm a song person, um, we're so different, right? <laughs> but, yeah, we are. It's good. We, we balance each other out. Want up. me to sing something? Uh, go ahead, if you, <laughs> if you dare. <laughs> Everybody was like, turn the radio off, Pastor Ron's going to sing. Um, but it's a song by Casting Crowns, and it's called Just Be Held. And I'm just going to do two. I'm not going to sing, but I'm just going to give you two of their stanzas, which says, If your eyes are on the storm, you'll wonder if I love you still. But if your eyes are on the cross, you'll know I always have and I always will. And that, you know, I I love you, always have, always will is very personal for me. So when you said that even in this message, verse 19, I thought of this song once again. Another stanza says, lift your hands, lift your eyes. In the storm is where you'll find me. And where you are, I'll hold your heart. I'll hold your heart. Come to me, find your rest in the arms of the God who won't let go. Mm -hmm. And in that we can have joy because if we'll look at the cross, instead of looking at our circumstances. I'm going to make a generalization here, okay. but, but I think it works. Um, musicians and artsy people are often among the most emotional. Absolutely. Imagine the accountability the writer and the performers of that song have yeah. when they stand before the Lord. Yeah. If, in fact, they're not practicing that in their day-to-day, hour-by-hour life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those, those are, are wonderful I mean, modern-day songs. Mm -hmm. um, and yet... Somehow we drop the ball in terms of accountability. We can write those words, we can perform those words, but we find some reason to to violate the the, the melody uh, of our lives when when difficult times come along. Yeah, and they do. And and um, speaking of, because I sometimes think that uh, David the psalmist is halfway bipolar because there's sometimes when he's like, "Oh Lord, Oh Lord, Oh Lord," and then. 
where are you? You know, um, and so, but yeah, we are held way accountable. The, those who have been entrusted with much, uh, much more will be required. For us who are on the worship team, leading other people, um, we better be living it. And when we're not, we better be the first, like David, who was a great repenter, um, because we're still just people. Um, those people who write these songs, and like David, he wrote a whole bunch of really, really awesome songs. The Lord is my shepherd, and yet I shall not want. And yet he went off. He had counted the the horses and his people and hung out with the wrong crowd. I mean, yeah. So yeah, you know, you know what I'm going to say. But for the audience, we we have to consider David soberly because True. David didn't have what the we Holy have. Spirit, yeah. We have the Holy Spirit, Christ in us, the hope of glory. David had no such help and no understanding. And so, uh, uh, you know, the fact that David was was hot and cold. Mm -hmm. Um, David showed his true heart for God by being the great repenter that he was. But uh, he didn't have the governor living in him that we have. Mm And I think I think we need to acknowledge that we are far more accountable for our behavior. Far more accountable, than, yes, than sir. Any of the Old Testament saints mm-hmm. that we we often talk about. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to have that standard put on me of having to be perfect because I know I'm not. My favorite thing about the Lord is forgiveness, and so yeah, I'm. Some of the times I'm singing worship songs, and He's ministering to me through that song, saying. You live it, but you need to live it a lot better than you. But see, that's the accountability that I'm talking about. It's it's recognizing in the middle of a crisis that, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, I don't have to go there. It's having your heart open. Um, You know, you may not be the world's best repenter. David was. Mm -hmm. But um, you're one who eagerly, daily seeks the conviction of the Holy Spirit. When the Apostle Paul said to examine your hearts daily to see whether or not you're in the faith, you're one of the few people I know, Paula, that does that all the time. And and that's that's not about being perfect. Mm -hmm. That's just about, oh, this is how a believer is supposed to respond to this. Yeah. In uh, verse 16 and 17 of uh, that Mark chapter 2, you said this, when with Jesus you're going to act like and live like you know him. Jesus heals completely. You also said he pays the bills, but but you've got to know you're sick and need help, and we need to be honest about that. So going before the Lord, you know, every morning, Lord, again, what about me? What about today? I want to be used, but I gotta open my heart and say, you know, Lord, I know some of the things that are gonna hit my life today. I don't know if I'm ready for them. In fact, there's some things when I, I you've you've heard me cry out, make me ready for this. I know I'm not ready, Lord. Make me ready for this. Um, cleanse my heart. Uh, let me not look at people with my old judgmental eyes. I want to look at them. I want to speak to them because you love them. I want, it, I want you to be the one living through me, not me with my opinionated self. So I know I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Lord, there's been so many times, Lord, if you don't do this, I'm about to blow it. If you don't take over, Lord, so I put my hands down, heart open, and I'm I'm waiting for him to show up and show off through me because Paula can make a mess of stuff. And so... But, uh, and going back to Alan's phone call, Paula, that's what he said, I mm-hmm. want to be in my flesh less. Mm-hmm. And our flesh always strikes out. Our flesh always hurts and causes pain. Yeah. And and what, what I want everybody to understand is that in our flesh we have no ability to resist. 
So the point of being with Jesus mm-hmm. is that you're in the spirit. Yeah. And we've we've got the the one through whom we can do all things yeah. who's who's actually available to us, accessible to us. And and I think too many people listening to what you just said will say, well, well, you know, uh, but I know I'm going to blow it. I know I'm going to blow it. But we don't have to blow it. Mm-hmm. If we're with Jesus, we won't blow it. All we can do then is simply say, Lord, I choose to let you work through me now instead of letting my ugly old flesh. And we all have it. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. Mm -hmm. He hated that he did what he didn't want to do and couldn't do what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And that's just like all of us. But the difference is Romans 8, life in the spirit Walking with Jesus, we won't do those things. Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions. We'd love to have uh, any comments or questions that you have. Or toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. Paula, we've got five minutes. This half. Okay. Um, you said something, and I really absolutely <clears throat> love this because you're talking. Um, it's if with Jesus, it's fun. He is looking for those opportunities, um, even when we're around unbelievers, to share the joy of the Lord, because our job is to seek and save the lost. But this is the one that I really liked, because you said, he wants to have fun with me. Jesus wants to have fun with me. And um, and, and I'm not a fun guy. So, so, so it's a good thing I got a first husband? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, what I, I was talking about was, Everything we do is better than anything we do without Jesus. Everything we do with Jesus is infinitely better than anything we do without him. And I don't think a lot of us actually believe that. If we did, uh, you know, we, we, we get up in the morning with eagerness. Okay, Lord, what about today? Where, where are we going today? And I just don't think enough of us do that. We, we are so burdened by the cares of this world that, that we're simply not able to burn, to, to carry that burden. Um, we got to get up. We got to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to let you carry this for me today so we can have fun together. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to go outside of your home or anything like that. Just being with Jesus wherever you are. I mean, the other day I was at home most of the day. And I had a blast, just me and Jesus. I don't think I even had music on. I didn't have, uh, I don't even know how to turn on the TV and, and the TV room. <laughs> and if I turned it on, how you change the channel? And then, you know, how do you turn the thing off? So I, it wasn't that. It was just, but I was, I cleaned my house. Um, and it was just, like you say, everything with Jesus is better. The, I did have one little complaint, though, even though I really appreciate, because I told Sam and Jaden, I said, you know, we have three bathrooms, but when you have a house with three bathrooms, guess what? You got to clean them up, all three of them. <laughs> I'm used to cleaning two, but three. But it was so, it was just a lot of fun. And I, I want the Lord, well, he knows, but I want to show him that I love him, that I appreciate everything that he's done for me. I, he has really kind of spoiled me, you know, between him and you, I, I I'm kind of spoiled, and so he'll he'll spoil everybody who spends yeah. time with him. That's just just one of the one of the consequences or, or one of the the benefits. Yeah. And of not that out I mean him. I have a lot of heartache and stuff, but he kind of holds your heart together, and he says, you know, they they kind of. I, I told you to expect this. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this in the past on the show, Paul. But imagine the heartbreak Jesus carried with him every minute of every day. Yeah. 
uh, knowing what was in people's hearts, yeah. uh, seeing the things that were not the way they were supposed to be, Lazarus's tomb, yeah. but but every day seeing lepers approach him and blind people and cripples, and and, and he would think this is not the way I made things, mm-hmm. and and yet the truth is, um, in the middle of all of that, he could he 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 demonstrated extreme joy always. Yeah, can you imagine? <clears throat> The man with the shriveled hand, you know. That's coming up Sunday. Oh, that's right. And you know why? I had, It's in my head because how many times have I read it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why do I have that? Yeah, but yeah, yeah how much joy Sunday. that would be for Jesus to heal him. Not showing off. And, and at but, that particular episode, Jesus was irritated by the, the, the hypocrisy of the religious leaders who set the trap. That man was a trap. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just Jesus ran into him and said, be healed. Mm-hmm. It was the Sabbath. They set him up knowing that Jesus would heal him. Jesus, the only other centered person who's ever walked the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. That's our friend Gail Irwin. Yep. And uh, uh, Jesus was distressed. Strong word in the Greek. Angry. Because of their hypocrisy. And yet with great joy, he could say, stretch out your hand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know the beggar, I mean, the man with the shovel hand was thrilled because he might have, he had been waiting. How long had that arm been like that? Not for very much longer. Yeah. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the program. We'd love to have your calls and questions. 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our program. Paula, be smart because my voice is fading fast. This mountain cedar is killing me. Hmm. So it's on you. Okay, so in the Psalm 84, which I really like too. Mr. Allen, who owes me two hugs, um, you said in verse 7, this how to be um, joy in in or, order to encourage others. You were saying we need to force ourselves into Jesus' presence more. Don't waste time. Yeah, you know, it's, it's when we feel the least like fighting to get to, into his presence. Mm-hmm. That's when we need to realize, hey, it's more important. Yeah. And and we, we actually need to be very forceful. Yeah. The forceful take the kingdom of God by force, he mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And and um yeah, we we've got to work hard and the problem is that's what we don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um I wrote myself a note which says, I have little strength. I need you. I don't want to fall back. I want to notice spiritual muscles um being under self control and not freaking out. And if I freak out, I want to freak out in private and catch myself before, you know. That's what our walks with Jesus is for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we can really just, he knows every thought anyway. There's mm-hmm. no point in trying to pretend that you're spiritual. Yeah. Just, Lord, I'm struggling with this right now, and mm-hmm. I don't want to embarrass you. 
and, and I don't want to take a step backward. So fill me afresh with the power of your spirit and, uh, and help. You know, what's, what did Peter cry? The, mm-hmm. the great prayer. Help, Lord. Help, Save Lord. me. I'm drowning. Um, but the other thing, and I was reading probably Psalm 6 today, but it says uh, in this verse 8 of Psalm 84, listen to me, O God of Jacob. And in this psalm or wherever I was reading, um, a proverb, the God of Jacob, the God of Jacob, which is so encouraging because as we're talking about, you know, those of us who are in worship and we're so accountable, those of us who are in leadership, you know, ministry leadership, we're so accountable. But we can we can look back and, and know that this is the God of Jacob who was a con man, a deceiver. And um, be grateful that the Lord says, okay, just get your heart right. Yeah, that's, that's verse 8 of Psalm uh-huh. 84. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I like that as well. He yeah. didn't say, listen to me, God of Israel, mm-hmm. governed by God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we, we have those Jacob times in our lives. And he'll hear us if we cry out. Yeah, and I, I, I love that. Um, he says, look with uh, favor upon your anointed one. Please look with grace. You know, we can come to the Lord when we, uh, see, because my favorite thing is forgiveness. I think I'm always, I'm kind of like a one-string guitar there when I'm talking to people in general. And then when I'm talking to the ladies, I'm a one-string guitar, which is the one, wives submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Let me ask you an honest question. Yes. Just between you and Jesus, are you still a one-string guitar about forgiveness, even when it comes to forgiving yourself? Did you say this was just between me and Jesus? Mm-hmm. Or you and Sam right over there and no. all my people? <laughs> no, just do, do you remember when you're in those times when you're feeling condemned or the devil's pounding, do you, do you, do you say, Jesus, my favorite thing is forgiveness. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. Is that your first instinct? No. Yeah. yeah, but see, it, that's the battle we're in. Yeah, I think it's my third. <laughs> it's not even my second, but yeah, because I I have a tendency of it's probably pride, you know, which some of us deal with on a continual basis too. But um, where oh man, I didn't want to do that, or or uh, here I am. I just finished saying I wasn't going to do that. Boom, here it is again, you know. So I, I do have a tendency to maybe kind of beat myself up for a minute or a day. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need to change this. Listen to me, O God of Paula, yeah, Selah. Yeah, so this O God of Jacob is like huge for me, you know. And I want to have some spiritual muscles. I want to see some improvement. Boom, O God of Jacob, O God of Paula. <laughs> Paula and Jacob, twins. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm thankful that um, it's he is the God of second, third, twenty eight hundred chances. It, it, He's it's a God really wonderful that he knows that we're Jacob, and that we can still say, "Listen to me." Yeah, listen to the prayer of my heart, O God. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't have to fix the Jacob in our lives. All we have to do is say, Lord, I hate that Jacob, and I don't want to be him anymore. And then there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If our audience would take that to heart, 
and practice it every day. The minute Satan's heaping condemnation, the minute somebody else condemns them or, or judges them for something, if they just say, oh, instead of, oh, I should be better by now, mm-hmm. or I, I can't believe I did that, or even trying to defend what they did, if they just say, thank you, O God of Jacob. Because that doesn't cut our access off. What cuts our access off is being Jacob and not being sorry for it. Not trying to change it. Not understanding that the power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. And if we'll do that, uh, our prayers. Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Paul and Jacob and Ron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had considered um, iniquity in my heart, he would not have listened to my prayer, but he did mm-hmm. because he knew I, I'm still flesh, you know, but he's like, oh, I'm so glad you came to me, my baby. You know, when your kids mess up and they come and say, mom or dad, you don't know about this yet, but this is what I did. It's so much better when they tell you than when an outsider has to come and, and, and rat them out, you know. And then they try to defend themselves, and you're looking at them, and you know they're guilty. I love it, and I know Jesus does too. We just say, sorry. He's like, thank you for being honest, baby. Now let's get up, let's go. My problem is, and I think a lot of people's problem is with that, is we remember that we disappointed. We think we disappointed the Lord because he's not really caught off. But we disappoint ourselves and maybe others. And and we're like, well, I know I've said I'm sorry, but I better do two or three more other things to make sure God and that other person knows it. Yeah, we, we try to make up for it and do good <laughs> works. You know, that's the thing that, that I think if, if, if people take my counsel and just be with Jesus, every time you say I'm sorry for something you've already repented of, he'll say, for what? Mm-hmm. For what? Well, you know what I did, Lord. I feel so bad about it. I know I, I don't know what you're talking about yeah. because that's as far from you as east is from west. So, so no, I, I don't really get it. And we would spend a lot less time with the devil pushing those buttons if we would just take him at his word. That's what walking by faith is. It's taking him at his word. I feel embarrassed. I feel ashamed. I can't believe I did that or said that. But I'm forgiven. Why bring it up again? Yeah. Pastor and, Chuck once told okay. me, he said, you know, Ron, I found the best place for the sins that God has thrown in the deepest, darkest ocean is right there in the deepest, darkest ocean. Mm-hmm. Why would we go get them again? Yeah. yeah. Why indeed? So uh, Romans 12, 2, which is, you know, our our pattern here, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's almost 12, too. And that could be not a New Year's resolution, but a new you daily. Because that beating yourself up, feeling bad, and wasting time, actually, is wasting time. Um, is not. That's what the world does. That's how the world lives. And we don't need to live like that. But, Pastor Ron, here's a question. <clears throat> so, we're forgiven. The Lord puts our sins in the deep, deepest, darkest ocean. But our brains are still computers, and we remember. Do we walk? Yeah, we walk in assurance, but we should not be walking in, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, Taking uh, for granted forgiveness? That, or like a little bit of arrogance, like, I'm forgiven, so 
you know. But, I mean, you run yeah, over somebody in the car and you've killed a family member. Okay, you repented and you're forgiven, but that person's still dead and that other family is still hurting. You don't walk around saying, well, I'm forgiven. Get off my back. No, I think being forgiven, Paula, presupposes humility. And and that kind of attitude is just flesh. Yeah. It's just that, you know, it's it's arrogance. It's pride. And I think when you've really dealt with your sin, um, you know what you've done. And the enemy is going to keep reminding you about what you've done. Mm-hmm. And so I think you get to the place where you just say, Lord, uh, I hate that part about me. Yeah. I hate that I'm Jacob, but mm-hmm. you see me as all beautiful you are, my darling. There's no flaw in you. Mm-hmm. And I choose by faith to make that choice. And that, and, and, and that will humble you. Yeah. And there's no room for, well, I'm forgiven. Don't talk to me. Or, or, or the, the other, the, Paul says, what then shall we say? Where grace abounds, or where sin abounds, mm-hmm. grace all the more abounds. What then shall we say? Shall we go on sinning? And he goes, God forbid in the King James. Yeah. By no means in the NIV. And uh, I, I think the attitude of our heart is what we've got to guard against. And the truth is, we all know the attitude of our heart. That the man and the woman that says, well, I'm forgiven, and just sort of brushes it off and doesn't acknowledge the hurt as a result of sin, um, that person knows that he or she is in the flesh. Um, that that just arrogance sends God the other direction. It blocks mm-hmm. our ability to hear from God. Uh, I always tell you that condemnation sends us away from God. Conviction sends us to Him. Well, I think a lack of humility in cases like this sends us away from God. Yeah. And humility sends us to Him to receive what He has for us. And the result of that is an even more grateful person. Because we realize this thing that I did, Lord, is no longer me. Paul says, and this is a hard verse to explain to people. He says, I find this law at work. When I sin, it's not me who sins, but sin living in me. Mm -hmm. And what Paul is saying, I hate the thing that I do when I'm sinning, but sin living in me still comes to the forefront Mm -hmm. from time to time. And uh, I hate that. And and I think I think we know the difference between those two things, and arrogance and flesh. Wouldn't it be great, you know, like a Geiger counter? If you come around something radioactive, it goes, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. goes off. Wouldn't it be great if every time our flesh um, started to flare, it goes, and then the more you get it, so but but we 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 can do that on our own with the help of the Holy Spirit. If we'll just give him the freedom to do that in us, yeah. is that like like Paul's thorn in the flesh, like a Geiger counter? No, Paul's thorn in the flesh was something physical. Yeah, but 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 he said this was given to me so that I wouldn't be. You can see, and 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 who knows? Maybe maybe what God did, um, um, or what Satan was permitted to do, and clearly that was the case. Um, every time that pride gene sort of leapt to life. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul said, ooh, yes, I know. Mm-hmm. I don't want this anymore. Yeah. And and I'm sure because it was terribly painful and physical, uh, I'm sure that Paul would learn quickly to uh, recognize it. You know, so one of the things we want to do is we want to ask the Spirit of God in us to 
alert us every day to our flesh starting to, to flare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, start getting a little angry. Mm-hmm. Lord, let me recognize it. Yeah. You were so cute because you were saying um, about your your time at Bible study when that one word one word came out. And the picture... For, for the audience, it's the one time I've cussed since I got saved. Just one time, one word. Mm-hmm. One time. And I used to cuss and my, my, my language was filthy. And mm-hmm. that's what Paul is referring to here. Yeah. And so, you know, while you were saying that um, the Lord gave you such a good picture about that, that your words would go through Jesus before it would reach the other person. Well, even in reverse, other people who speak weird stuff to us has to go through Jesus to hit us. Um, so that's a really good picture and that you don't want to be the one throwing lies or in our modern wording, we don't want to be throwing shade on Jesus. Um, we want to, we want to reflect him, not reflect upon him. And make no mistake when we let filthy language come from our lips and we lie about people and we gossip about people, when we judge people, we are defiling the perfect one who rescued us from our sin. And we have to take it that personal. You will never hate your sin. Well, well, they did that to me first. So they shouldn't have said it about me if they didn't want me to say it about them. Um, God isn't worried about the thems. He's only worried about the yous, yeah. us, those yeah. who belong to him. Yeah. And we are defiling Jesus when we use foul language, when we get angry, when we raise our voice. We're defiling Jesus in the process. And for those of us who justify it or rationalize doing it, um, we need to be honest enough to say, you know, the truth is, Lord, I just don't hate my sins the way you hate them. And if we'll be that honest, the Spirit of God will deal with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, In verse 11 of chapter 84, he starts off with saying that's protection. And that the Lord bestows favor and honor on those of us who are his. Um, No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is upright. No secrets and no hidden sins. And you know, too much of us, too many of us will try to hide that thing. Because we, you know, you talk about it. What's that thing that's um, hindering your walk with the Lord? What is keeping you from completely surrendering to him and letting him be Lord when we sing about him, when we read about him, when we pray, oh Lord, um, what is that that's keeping us separated from him? Um, because Jesus knows. He just wants us to acknowledge it so that he can cleanse us from it. So no secrets, no hidden sins. No, but, but this is an action to throw off. Hebrews says throw off everything that hinders mm-hmm. and the sin that so easily entangles. Mm-hmm. Um, the decision to do that is ours. And we're too tightly holding on to some of those things, even though we know they hinder our walk. You know, our fear, our Mm -hmm. anger, Mm -hmm. our lack of willingness to forgive others, Mm -hmm. um, uh, our expectations, uh, the husband that isn't kind uh, in his home, um, our responsibility is to throw those things off. We just throw them as we're holding on to them. Then our walk continues to be hindered. Mm-hmm. 
So, so that's why maybe you say just be with Jesus all the time. Maybe that's it. Okay. You, you just if you're with Him, you you live differently. You live in the light instead of in the darkness. Uh, instead of one foot in the world and one foot in Christ, when you're with Jesus, you're. You, John said to to walk with Him, you got to be in the light because He is the light. Yeah. And um, it's it's so simple. And we make it so difficult. And I remember when the Lord was first dealing with me about this, just be with Jesus, you know, because we're all struggling in our flesh with things. Um, I remember actually saying, I said, Lord, this is so simple that, that nobody's going to believe it. And he said, but your job is to make it simple. I'll deal with them. Mm-hmm. Just be with Jesus. And when we're with him... Things are different. We're different. You want to be new every day? You've got to get up and run to Jesus and say, okay, Lord, what about me and what about now? That's the only requirement. I mean, it's not like we've got to pass a test or get a perfect uh, SAT score or, or anything. All we have to do is just run into his presence, and he'll protect us from the things that hinder our walk with the Lord because we're different with him. And for some reason, Paula, that's a difficult concept for people to understand. And um, I, I, I don't understand why that is. Hey, 340-9585. I think we've got just a few minutes left. So if there's, uh, there's still a little bit of time, if you have any questions or comments for Paula, um, toll free 877-630-KSLR. Paula, I think we're just a little over five minutes. Okay. Before we go, Pastor Aaron, who called yesterday? Thank you so much for the great encouragement that um, I got from your your words, but the greater encouragement um, that I got to hear, even with my pastor, though I live with him and know him, um, that there's other like-minded guys in the area um, who just want to flame on for Jesus. Yeah. I'd like to meet Pastor Aaron who called yesterday. Yeah, I, I was going to invite him to the, you know, we have the pastor's discipleship class, or you have the pastor's discipleship class, um, on the 15th of this month. And if you're married or if you have a couple other guys maybe in your church who might want to come and sit in, it would be such a pleasure to meet you. So... Anyway, thank you, thank yeah, you, that, thank that you. That class is from 10.30 to 12.30. Every other Saturday, this will just be the first one of our new year. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I think it's a pretty important one. I, I think I hope they all are. But, but I mean, this we're going to talk about some, some, some difficult issues with, with pastors uh, in particular. Okay. So, um, Aaron, you're invited to come. And mm-hmm. if you have a wife, bring her. And yeah. uh, we'd love to meet you. And maybe we'll even buy you... A breakfast lunch afterwards if you get here on time. 10.30 to 12.30 uh, on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Paula, we're just now creeping up on four minutes. What's What do you want to share? Um, I don't know. Just I want us to really believe in Ephesians 3.20. You know, sometimes as Christians, we have uh, small expectations, you know, that we think, oh, God will do something. But will he do it for me? And you've been saying um, for maybe a year or more to pray big. Yeah. You know, not necessarily for stuff. But um, you asked the other night if, if you were able to, if 
God asks you for one thing. What do you What do you want me to do for you? Um, you know, uh, and you're like everybody else. A million things can go through your head. You know, give us a bazillion dollars, and we could do all the ministry that is in our heart and mind. And um, you know, those come, but for us, we all need to fall more in love with Jesus. We really, really do because. Our world is hurting, they're scared, they're angry, and like Pastor Aaron was saying yesterday, a whole bunch of Christians are falling by the wayside. And the world already points at us and says, well, what is the standard if you guys aren't, aren't it any longer? They still are looking for a standard. People are looking for discipline. And so... Um, to fall more in love with Jesus, to be more like him, and to be able to stand firm is my prayer. That's what you'd ask for. Yeah. I'm, I've been thinking about this a lot because, of course, we just started First Kings last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're getting to the place where God says to Solomon, ask me for anything. Yeah. And there are times, there are really times when I feel like God says to me, um, when I'm out with him, I, I, I want to say yes, just, just ask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the times a prayer language is helpful because I don't know what to ask for. Mm-hmm. But, but Solomon asked for wisdom. He, in humility, he said, who am I? I'm, I'm but a child. Solomon was probably 17 or 18 years old when he was anointed king. And he says, I'm just a little child. So who am I to lead these greater people of yours? So God, give me wisdom. Yeah. And he didn't ask for strength. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for power to overcome his enemies. And God said, because you asked for this, I'm so pleased. I'm going to give you all the stuff you didn't ask for. And I think in a lot of our Christian lives, uh, Paula, that's that's where God wants us to be. We're so focused on, God, why don't you heal me? Or God, why didn't you do this? Or God, what about this? Instead of just saying, Jesus, how about I just walk with you? How about I'm more like you today than I was yesterday? More like you tomorrow than I will be today? How about just helping me in this sanctification process? And I think if we get to that place, um, we will find a God who is so generous and so gracious, so eager to to answer prayers that I think our minds will be blown. That's where Ephesians 3, 20, 21 come Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, to him be glory. Paul, I don't think enough of us believe that he's really able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. I I, I agree. You know, just because I was talking about being home the other day, I had two things on my heart and mind, and the Lord just said, be still and wait. Okay. The phone call came. And then the other phone call came. <laughs> Just be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Happy New Year. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.